This is the Negro League Podcast with Preach James. Anyway, so you'll never know if you're peeking. My dick. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Negro League Podcast. I go by the name of Preach Jacobs. Thank you guys for listening. We are back and we are sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. Go to MoBetterSoul.BigCartel.com. Enter code Negro to save 10% on your next order. Um, we're back. This isn't like a long delay like I've been doing all summer because the nigga been busy working on a bunch of other shit. We have a return guest that we haven't had here in a while. Um Partially because of scheduling and partially because, I don't know, he didn't want to do it. Or <laughs> well, probably I didn't want him to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the return of the boy Bobby. What it do? Bobby. Hey. What's going on, man? Shit. Man, there's a lot to talk about, and it's kind of cool to have you to talk about it, because I think the podcast is just a bunch of conversations that you and I had that we should just record. Uh, I think first things first, the, the Little Brother album dropped. At today. midnight, today, by the time this comes out, it'll be a few days afterwards, but uh, first thoughts, how do you feel? I love it. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely awesome album so far, man, and it's good whenever we get new music from our favorite people, mm-hmm. and Little Brother is, if you're from this area, being North and South Carolina, they're probably one of the more successful acts that we've had in the quote-unquote mainstream hip-hop community, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when they came out, it's like, you know, we just wanted to claim them. Right. Because um, being involved in, like, South Carolina hip-hop and independent hip-hop, you know, I went to those first shows where nobody knew who they were or they were just getting their shine, like, in the source and, and OK Player. Like, we, we, we had a talk with uh, the homie Slop Funk Dust where he was talking about when who? he first... So you don't listen to the podcast. Like, <laughs> nah, he's an amazing producer and and kind of like a curator of a bunch of dope shit. So he was the person that kind of when when Questlove heard about Little Brother for the first time, it was through him um, because he helped get get um, a page with their music on it. They had like five records off the listening. Got it on OK Player. He designed a website for him, and um, you know it's a very very like dope. OK Player community that kind of helped curate that. Like, Nicolay comes out of the OK Player community. Ninth Wonder come out of the OK Player community. Fonte. So it really was kind of a, a cool area, breeding ground of, like, really dope independent hip-hop cats. You right. know what I'm saying? So so to see them come out of that shit, it was just really dope. And then right. when they got the deal with Atlantic, it just it was just like, oh, my gosh. Right. You know, the, the, South, the South got something to say. You know? and, it, and it seemed like, you know, I guess the tragedy of them is right when you would think that they were really about to hit their peak, mm-hmm. the group disbanded, or they began to have internal issues, and everything went bad, so it's good to have them back. And yeah, you know, and people get, you know, people grow up, they get older. I mean, I was told plenty of times that they would never be back in any capacity at all, but I think... um Last year there was a what's it the Art of Cool Fest? There was a, a music festival in 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 North Carolina where Royce was supposed to headline, and he couldn't make it because he missed a flight. 
Right. And Knife and Fonte and Pooh's like, fuck it, you know, we got all the shit together. And they kind of threw this, like, really impromptu show. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was, like, really dope to see them all together again. So, and shout out to Knife. Like, I know I know there's, like, a lot of conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Like, I know people were hoping that Knife would be on the project. Um, I, I don't mean this as an insult by saying they didn't need him. Um because the energy of Ninth is still all over it, like that that sound. Right. Um, I have a theory for the artwork though, where you got Tay and Pooh on the opposite ends of a couch, and there's a space in the middle, which is pretty dope. Because I didn't think about that when yeah. I first saw it. Well, because a part of me felt like some people might think that it's just like, oh, they kind of dissing that Ninth's not there. But I kind of feel like there's such a, a, a religious kind of concept. It's like the spirit of that motherfucker is here. I was thinking like the spirit of Percy Miracles. Yeah, yeah, recipes Percy Miracles. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but Roy Lee talking about a. Uh, I follow Roy Lee one on Instagram. Is that you? He's like, no, seven niggas got that before me. I'm Roy. Lee, I'm Roy Lee eight. <laughs> like, damn. But um, but nah, like I I I th- I don't think it was any animosity, anything like that. Nine shouted him out on um on his Instagram page. He showed love to all of that, and um and I thought it was genuine. I thought I that mean, one was dope. And, I, and crisis is all over it. Yeah, I attribute it to growth. Yeah, I mean, even my I guess the biggest thing that you would want out of that situation is that you know they were able to get rid of whatever personal issues that they had. And as long as they're good on a personal level, you know, professionally they've grown in so many different directions. So you're just happy to get what you can out of them. And even in saying that, like you said, I think the producers kind of kept things true to the original sound of Little Brother. It's not like you're getting... That's always been it to me, right? It's like I felt like when when Knife and the group kind of went their separate ways, it never felt like sonically they went that far away from that shit. It wasn't like Common doing uh, uh, Universal Mind Control and Electric Circus and then coming back to B. But I think it was a touch thing. I don't Mm. think... I think it was... You can still tell in those latter projects that there was a step down in terms of the quality of the production. Well, I don't know if it's as much as the production as it was them because like when when I read with with Pooh was saying that that whole pro- this whole project they wrote everything together, they did everything together. You could feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? And when it's on the way out, it, it might just feel like work. Niggas like, "All right, here's my 16." Right. Blah 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 blah. Next, you right. know what I mean? But but regardless of how they got there, I'm happy they're there. Um you know, kind of in retrospect before Fife died, Tribe kind of buried their hatchet and put one final project out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I like that idea of seeing seeing those motherfuckers come together yeah. and, 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 and put a dope, dope It's a good-ass album. I mean, and it just came out today, so we're still taking it in. Like, I don't want to be one of those Are you going to be? Is this is the, record of, people is the like, record of the year so far? No. All right. So Bandana. Bandana still? still as far as hip-hop is concerned, yeah. Bandana. Well, well, that's kind of a, a, a really cool transition because um, uh, I, I guess... You know, as far as the, the the topic of the moment, it's Jay Z a sellout, <laughs> and like you know, and Gibbs, uh, Gibbs uh, is like <laughs> Gibbs is Colin like Kaepernick. yeah, he's like fuck Cap. But he also said that he talked to Jamel Hill um, after that. I don't think it needed correcting. Well, I think I think anytime you have a public platform like that, because like niggas don't know who the fuck I am, it's like. We talked about this too, right? We talked about like the LeBron Jordan shit where we get to a situation where we got to tear down one to build the other one up. And I see myself as somebody that support JN Cap, but it's a little more nuanced. Like there's a, a editorial that I wrote that hopefully by the time this article comes out, 
um, this Nobody's would be Nobody's gonna read it. Just because you can't read, whole ass nigga. <laughs> You're a literate ass. But not. Nah, but I'm like, one of the things I brought up, right, was that what NFL owner has had his hands on a lot of hip-hop shit from the prison reform stuff to the stuff to help get Meek Mill, his new trial, all that type of stuff. Who was the, who was the NFL owner that did that? That's Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft, right? Right. And Robert Kraft publicly has said that... Donald Trump is his friend. You, you see what I'm saying? So, like, it's really fucking messy. Well, there's a lot to unpack. And so let me rewind back to the Freddie Gibbs thing first. Mm-hmm. With the Freddie Gibbs thing... Freddie Gibbs was saying that in the company of his audience, right? Mm. So his audience knows what kind of guy he is Mm. in terms of, like, when he says fuck somebody or whatever the case may be, it's not in vitriol. It's like, you know, man, forget about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I say fuck you all the time, and you don't think anything about it. Because you got two motherfucking Twitter followers. If you had half a million, we'd have a fucking problem. That's because I don't use Twitter. Okay. Well, you got two Bitch Facebook followers. But, yeah. but I get I get what you're saying. You see how that works? Anyways, I'm, I'm going to mute all your shit. Bitch-ass um, nigga. <laughs> my, Bitch thing, ass my thing about it was... Bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> I'm going to mute your shit. <laughs> oh. Um, nah, like, I, I don't think that... I think that he really kind of felt like, you know, he doesn't bite his tongue. I mean, look at the Gigi shit. I don't think... I don't... I know for a fact, and just being a fan of him and seeing how he conducts himself on the internet that there was no way that he was being aggressive towards Colin Kaepernick. I didn't process it that way from the get-go. All right. So so what, what word would you use? Like, if I say fuck you, especially if you don't know somebody, I mean, that's kind of aggressive. Um, well, I mean, yeah. A lot of my friends, uh-huh. you being one of them, uh-huh. call me an asshole, right? Yeah. Right? That's mm. usually... What Bobby gets called amongst my friends is like if any of y'all <laughs> strangers call you in that room, shit too, ho. Man, fuck you. <laughs> See, it's just that easy. Yeah. But if if you're having a conversation amongst friends and you're saying things casually, and you're not really thinking about it, you're just in the flow. Like if me and you were sitting around having a conversation, and I'm like, oh man, fuck that bitch, or oh man, fuck this, or oh man, fuck that, mm-hmm. you're not, you know. It's not one of those things where it's this charged conversation where you're looking at like, yo, I'm gonna go fuck this nigga up, or you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't, think he, I think that's how he talks. Well, fair enough, but you know, I don't think it's, I don't think anybody expected him to, you know, have him challenge Cap <laughs> to an arm wrestling contest. And I think, I think more so than that, and that's what Jamel Hill brought up, and I thought it was dope that they had a conversation. Was that Jamel Hill was like, this is exactly what the NFL wanted because all of a sudden, Jay has been the guy that's been taking all of the the shots. Now I'll get to that in a moment. All right, but hurry up, nigga. Okay. <laughs> in terms of the Freddie Gibbs thing, yeah. I think that what what's happened now. Is just like we said, Freddie Gibbs has the album of the year in hip hop, right? Mm -hmm. So now the scope of people that he talks to when he's, you know, like you have to consider your audience, right? And so I think that maybe at one point, Freddie Gibbs' audience was relatively underground folks, people who were, you know, people at a certain wavelength. But once you, this is, his mainstream introduction, right? Because mm-hmm. after so many years, now he's on the, now he's doing his shit. Like now he's up there. 
Mm-hmm. So now everybody's tuned in to what he says. And those people who aren't introduced to who he is and how he talks about things hear something like that, and they're automatically like, yo, this nigga is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's bugging. He just said, fuck Colin Kaepernick. When, but if you're, if you're nuanced with him and you're not new to the shit, then you know that's how Freddie Gibbs gets down. Like, he's one of those dudes that's like, yo, fuck a nigga. Like, and it doesn't mean it. Like, his DJ and his roadie, he talks absolute shit about. I think for I think, days and hours, and he doesn't mean any I, of it. I mean, I think I think he means it, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think I think he meant it in the sense of if if you had to compare people's resumes, you'll look at Caps, you look at Jays, and th- and that's the only thing I think he was saying. It's like, yo, I'm rolling with Jay, right. and this is and this is where you know, and I talk about this in the article a little bit. Is that it's not just as nuanced with somebody like like Kraft, who you know, billionaire, he'd be wearing Air Force Ones, he, he'd be helping with prison reform, all the rappers love him, he's friends with Trump and loves to go to fucking spas. You know, the, the reality of it is, if you're a billionaire, you really ain't got to apologize for shit. I also say in this article, remember Tom fucking Brady had a fucking MAGA hat in his locker. Never faced any shit for that at all either. But it gets nuanced when I say in the article that, you also got to look at shit like Nike, where Nike is kind of like American Steel, where it's a stock that won't go down. Where it's like, you can say the same thing about Jay as you would about Nike in the sense of Nike had an entire Kaepernick campaign that was dope as fuck, that I was trying to get them jerseys, but they were sold out. You know what I'm saying? They unveiled this whole thing, and it was fucking incredible, right? But Nike has a contract with the NFL until 2028. You know what I'm saying? And so what I'm realizing is a lot of this stuff, it's like, you know, I used to work at an independent record store that's not here anymore, but I'm not at another one. But it's like we used to have this thing against like places like Walmart because Walmart would just kill the small businessman. And you'd be like, yo, I, I'm not going to Walmart. I got to go to independent businesses and shit like that. But if it's 2 o'clock in the fucking morning and you got to go get something, at some point in time, Walmart's going to be there to underwhelm you. Well, you got to <laughs> do a deal with the devil, right? And, and my thing is I feel like I feel a couple of things. I feel number one. I don't know how plausible this is, but uh, Dominique Foxworth was saying that his frustration is he feels like Jay and them should, you shouldn't just be able to say, hey, we're going to do this outreach into the black community and blah, 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 and not just halftime Fuck show. That. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what he's saying. I understand. Yeah, but he's, he's like, I want to hear, get where I'm going with this. He's like, I want to hear it laid out. And I, and I can feel him on that. But it's the same thing that I can say about Cap, where he had a settlement. And we haven't heard anything. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, right? And I don't want to get... I got to be leery of this because I don't want to give props to these pussies. But I'm going to say it anyway. Two people listen to this podcast. Okay, cool. Consider the fact that in the presidential office right now, Mm -hmm. right, there is probably the most incompetent president in U.S. American history, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This guy has no idea. He had no idea how to be president. Mm-hmm. He was unnuanced. He was clumsy. He was goofy. You know, this shit is probably going to get taken down, but I'll say it anyway. Give a fuck, because fuck orange. But the thing that the Republicans did and the alt right did in, in all of these different factions, the NRA or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. once, he got, once he got put into office, they mobilized around him. Mm. They used him. They said, okay, this guy could be a complete dick. We don't have to love him. He loves money. And 
but he's he's going to push our agendas around and he's going to open his mouth and he's going to give us a smoke screen. So what we're going to do is, although we know that he's going to buffoon and slack jaw around for the next four years, let's rally around him just enough to get the things that we want to get done done. So so how's this how's this compared so to, to the So my thing is and my issue is that we as we as black people need to mobilize. Whether you agree with what Jay-Z's stance is or not, whether you agree with whether you fully agree with what's going on right now. Mm. The fact of the matter is you're putting a body in the room. Mm. Not only, not just a body, but a competent body. Jay has the cash. Jay has the money. Jay has the political. Jay has the mainstream savvy. People love him. Why not just roll with it? Why is it so hard for people to say, you know what? I've seen the work that this guy has done for the past five or so odd years. Mm. He really like. All of this, all of this weirdo shit that people have been doing, like, oh, well, now Jay's a billionaire. He, w- what the fuck does that have to do with it in this regard? Because like, my I thing think... is, my thing is, mm. which would you rather have? Would you rather have somebody who's completely unaware and white, along with the other thirty-two owners, and just sit here and hope and pray that everything's going to fall into place? Or would you rather have a face in the room? I think, and not only that, a damn good face in the room. Well, I think a few things. I think, number one, I, I feel like I think Jay's track record with me is good enough to to wait and see, and see what he says. I also feel like whatever team he has his hands in, Cap will get a tryout. Just like Killer Mike said, or or at least he'll be on the team. I I, I feel like he'll be on the team. But or, even or if I feel he like doesn't. I, I feel like here's the two things. I feel like one Cap's gonna show his ass at the Super Bowl, and I feel like number two, and I don't know how plausible this is, but the bigger move get Cap into the players' even union as a president. He doesn't the reason why this protest was initially done was to bring awareness to social issues. Correct. I mean, yeah, but that, so that's, that's the focal point. But see, here's the thing about I don't, I don't want to speak on behalf of that because I think at the end of the day, it gets a little more complicated. Well, it's outside of the NFL. But that, what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, we can say that was the intention, but that's not the only intention because, like, the reality of it is, this guy lost his job because he quietly protested. So I can understand that because also he has a, a highly specific skill set and a small window to do it. So there's, I have empathy for that. So my thing is, regardless of that part of it, I feel like both things can move concurrently at the same time. What the problem is that I think is happening right now is that Jay is taking a lot of shots and the NFL is kind of being let off the hook because because they're seeing uh, Jay, people are looking at Jay as if he's the guy kind of like designed to kind of take this kick in the balls, well, which which he is. Well, here's not what, only that, I think that they botched the rollout. I don't I don't think this was the rollout. I think I think more is coming because it was kind of clumsy. It was Jay. The optics of it, regardless of how how you look at it, when you have that motherfucker Whitlock 
on Fox Sports, who I fucking hate. Oh, God. When he's supporting you, you got to at least feel weird for a second. So the optics of him dapping up somebody like Roger Goodell and, and, and him having a conversation, this joint, joint, this joint uh, uh, press conference, it wasn't a real press I conference. I think the level of sensitivity that, that, because you had to know. That this was going to be that this was going to be an event, I, a I very polarizing agree. event. I would agree. So they I didn't, think that they didn't handle. They should have well. taken the time. They didn't handle it well. They should have taken the time to make sure that this was done in a forum. Yeah. So that because when the news came through to my phone, it was completely out of left field. Yeah. Like nobody had any idea that this shit was going on. And by the time you by the time you knew it was going on. Mm-hmm. They had already had a press but conference. That's, but that's how I feel about what's going on with the Jay shit. Is that's why I'm like, let me be patient. Because within the day that that came out, I wrote a, I wrote an editorial that had been published. And then the very next day, they're saying that Jay's going to have a stake in the team. Right. So I think that we don't know the whole picture. Now, even though I think that we should know more information, my thing is I trust Jay enough that you don't become conveniently stupid out of nowhere, right? Where I feel like if this guy has a track record of doing all this great shit for all this time, I don't think he's going to fuck it over now. You know, because there's one big factor in this that no one has brought up. Beyonce. So, what Jay should have done, you know what Jay should have done? You know what Jay should have done? This is about to be ignorant. Dog, I swear to God, tell me if I'm wrong on this. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. If Jay wanted to protect himself Jay should have been like, you know what? I was kind of hesitant to do this um, partnership with the NFL, but you know, Bay convinced me to do it. Like, who's going to go against Beyonce? I think it's too much of a lot. I think I don't think that there was. I don't think that they had to have all of these machinations mm-hmm. involved with the rollout more than it just needed to be presented better. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I think they kind of set it up. To where now, because even then, you really don't, like, the only thing that we're hearing now is what Jay-Z said during this press conference. And even Charlemagne was like, the NFL has already cut and edited this to get certain certain questions asked and answered. And you don't, we didn't hear anything that Roger Goodell said. Not one thing. Like, I, to this date, I have not... And he was right there next to Jay. I mean, it's and it's, I'm sure he got asked questions. I mean, it's out there, but nobody gives a fuck what Roger Goodell has to and, say. And that's what I'm saying. I think that they could have done more to make sure to assure that people just didn't run off with the whole sensational aspect of this shit. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. So now it's a shit fest, and all of a sudden Jay Z has now become like this bullet sponge amongst his peers. Amongst his fans and amongst his haters, now it's kind of like you know, it's turned into like the Popeye's Chick Fil A argument. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody just wants to tear one thing up to which, love another. Which, 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 which ooh, I thought you was bringing something for the, for the podcast, nigga. Fucking nigga, man. Let's. I know. We, I know the one leg up the Popeye's got is that the niggas is open on Sundays. Ow! <laughs> but like, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like a couple of things is gonna happen. I feel like. I feel like Jay's gonna do something. I don't know what it is, but I trust him. The second thing, second thing I feel, I feel Cap will get a job before the season is I out. I think I think Jay is gonna make people look stupid when it's over. Well, also this, also this. I think when the season starts, everything is gonna fall. And off. I don't believe that Colin Kaepernick is going to get 
another shot in the NFL. I think he will. And I, think, I don't I think, believe. I think, I think he will. I, I think don't he will. believe that it would be at the hands of anybody at this point outside of him. Once to me, and Man. this is me, mm. this is me. Once he signed the settlement, that gave the NFL like an out. To me, that's my personal opinion. I feel like there was no because you're in those courtrooms, you're with these arbitrators, mm-hmm. letting them know that the NFL owners colluded to keep you out of the league. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to play, then I'm pretty sure in whatever negotiations that were made during that period, you could have assured yourself a look. They didn't just run a check across the table. So I think you had the opportunity. This is one. You had the opportunity at that point to say, you know what? I deserve to be back in the league. I want the opportunity to play. So if that's something that you wanted and you didn't get it out of it. So you're trying to say that he shouldn't have taken a check if he wanted to play in the league? Absolutely. I, think, I, th- I don't think those things have to be mutually exclusive. I think that if you could prove in a court of law, because it's not about necessarily getting a job for the future, he could say that settlement could be, nigga, I've been out the league for three years. Y'all need to pay for that shit. Okay. But see, and this is where all of this shit comes but, to but bite itself is, in the ass but, because we don't know the provisions of the agreement. But that's that's my thing about it. It's like I'm not gonna go and assume that I know, but I do know this. I know you got people that are on record labels. You got white folks that deal with with big companies all the time that have internal grievances with their companies. They get settlements with those companies and they keep their fucking jobs. So in that regard, I don't feel like Cap should turn his money away if he wants to keep. I'm playing. not saying that. I don't. I don't think. I don't think those two things should be separated. I think it falls down to this: there's 64 fucking quarterbacks in the league. I think he. I think he is one of the best 64. When you got Nathan, this, Nathan when Peterman. It come, when it comes down to ability, of course. I think that's blatant. But you know who's But she, I think there's more in the shit. Yeah. But, I think there's more in the shit than just him taking the check at the end of the day. My, I think, I think. And that, you know that by the way that he addresses, like when he does his Instagram post saying that he's out of the league, when he's sending his shots out to Eric Reed and to Kenny Stills and to Albert Wilson about, about the shit that they're, them still taking a knee, it's all kind of prefaced with this hands-off approach to him ever playing again. Yeah. Well, my thing is this. So there has to be something else to it. I think there's more to it. I also think if there was anybody that should sign him, Robert Kraft, sign him. And the other part of this. Get to the microphone, nigga. I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Man, you so fucking unprofessional. You get, fucking Greg get, Cody. Get my water, cuz. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry. That nigga got Hennessy. And don't let him fool you. Don't, don't, let him, don't let him sound all cool. I'm drinking water and I'm minding Hurry up. Business. I got five minutes. I got to get ready you to go are to this sis. fucking concert. I'm not sis. You are sis. But anyway, um, (laughs) I think that even at the point of protest, I think if there's anybody who had the leverage to get Colin Kaepernick back in the league, it would have been his peers. And I think that his... Which one of his peers own a team? All of them. Who owns a team? You talking about them just shutting down for a game? Absolutely. Uh Absolutely. But the reason that won't work is because not everybody agrees. And and we're not a monolith. You know what I'm saying? But... I get what you're saying. If they shut down one check, one check, yeah, five hundred million I, I in a you. week, I including the preseason, I got you. I definitely. If there's anybody listen. who can get him back in the league, because we know that cash rules everything around well, us, but you, particularly well, in the league. Well, I apply that same argument 
with with the Clippers. We had that discussion when when that whole thing that happened with um what's the what's the old Clippers owner name? Sterling. That Sterling shit, that's what I suggested. I think there's too much self-interest. But that I agree with that. But I'm saying with the Donald Sterling shit, there was that, and we had a discussion about it. Even though Adam Silver moved swiftly and quickly and got motherfucking Adam Silver out the paint, Adam Silver, got, got uh, Donald Sterling out the paint, the Clippers protest, remember that shit? Yeah. They walked into the middle of the court, took off their jerseys, threw it in the pot. Right. And I'm like, them niggas should have set that game out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I felt about it. Right. Because, because my thing is... There's a lot of black players that might disagree with Kaepernick, but like when you have a, a team owner <laughs> saying shit about black players, like that's everybody. When you're taking these, yeah, it's not costing them money. Yeah. If Eric Reed, Kenny Stills, and Albert Wilson are still taking, are are just the only three guys in the league still taking these, you're not costing the NFL. But, but the money. reality of it is, this is the biggest part because desensitization now they're, is in place. When you see these motherfuckers take knees, they're taking knees and they still have a job. That's what it boils down voluntarily. to. voluntarily. But voluntarily, what? I mean, what I'm saying is. I'm and this is, is the same thing. I'm saying in that the, in the light of all of the social <laughs> injustice that was going on at the University of Missouri a couple years the ago. The next show on UBN, niggas <laughs> hollering. Hey, <laughs> but on the University of Missouri, mm-hmm. when they were having all of those racial issues a couple years ago, I don't know what year it was. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was a, a year. It was a year of Donald Sterling because it was all the black players. They sat down. They, they got said, the president you know out of there. Yep. We're not fucking playing. They got the president out. Now, now check this out. Here's two things. Number one, this new generation of people is totally different than that previous generation. Number two, there's one particular thing that 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 you overlook with that. College players don't have a fucking paycheck. So when you have these NFL players, the first thing that's always going to come up, and, and I can't get mad at them, well, is yeah. that there's a, like, we're not talking about the big players that be able to, to survive missing a game. We're talking about the players that are on the cusp that can't probably afford that shit. And I guess even with saying that, I think that's my problem. And with, this is why Donald Trump is going to win again. With, with that being said, I think that's my problem with the whole revolutionary aspect of these things now. Because we have to go, we have to be willing to go to the extreme in order to get justice. You can't say fuck the man on the company's Wi-Fi, right? Mm. Like with what Eric Reed or <laughs> I mean, but what about what about the players talking about the Miami Dolphins uh, uh, Kenny uh, owner? Still, yeah. Kenny Stills. Like you can't say fuck the man on the company's Wi-Fi. So if you're unwilling to go without your game check then how much do you really plan to accomplish? If you plan on still showing up to work, how much do you plan to accomplish? Whenever you do these things, whenever you do these things, you got to be willing to lay a certain amount of shit on the line. I I put it like this. I feel like I always feel weird about that because I, I feel like professional sports is the only thing that I've seen where people feel like they have a right to talk about your paycheck. And I never, good. and I shut the fuck up, ho. And I never liked the idea of, of talking about somebody else's pockets. Now, old buddy with the Dolphins, here's what I think that he did that was right, rightfully so, is that in this day and time, we have all these players with their Instagrams and their Facebooks and their IG lives, all this type of shit. You got players that might use that shit for corny shit. Right. And then you have players where I think he did the right thing. Only person I feel weird about is his head coach is he has a black head coach, right? Yeah, where, Brian where, Flores. Yeah, where there's not a lot of head coaches that are black in the league. And a where, black GM. Yeah. And, and he's like calling, he's calling the owner out. 
And head coach is like, man, I wish he would have said something to the owner about this. But like, nah, you need to say this shit publicly. So to me, I don't think there's a problem with that because I feel like, I feel like, again, I don't think you have to usurp one thing for the other. It's like if you're working in a work environment and that shit isn't up to snuff, you have the ability and the right to go to your employer and be like, yeah. This shit isn't working. There's something about this where I don't feel value. I don't feel appreciated. I feel this isn't safe. I feel like this is wrong. And you shouldn't get fired because of that. But can you say, can you say that an adequate amount of Colin Kaepernick's peers have stood up for him to that extent? What, to lose a check? Not even that. What do you mean? Do you can you can we what, say what's, at this what's, particular what's, juncture? What, you think Eric Reed is not? That, those are three guys. But I'm saying, what do you want them to do? Like, there's people that you can support well, we're saying without if, without kneeling. Okay, if they don't, if they're not even willing to lose a game check, how many of them have gone publicly and said, "Look, this needs to happen"? I mean, there's quite a few people that's not enough. For this, I mean, my thing is, it can not be, enough. But my, what, my thing is, it doesn't matter how many players if the 32 owners aren't the ones. Those are the people that I'm talking about. But and here's his reality of it too. His reality of it too. This is what it boils down to. I don't think, and I wrote about this too before, I don't think the onus should fall on the black non-high-end position players. You know who needs to say that shit? Tom Brady. You know who needs to say that shit? Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to do that. But that's the point that I'm saying. But is that, dog, it's that there has to be... 80% of the league is still black, bro. But that's not what I'm saying. If, if Tom Brady... Has if, Tom Brady make, if Tom Brady make a comment tomorrow, Cap will be on the team but not the gonna, next day. But they're not going to do that but because that's, they're white. But that's Preach. the point. But no, that I don't think I don't think we should let we should let them off the hook. I'm saying we cannot let them off the hook all we want. But they're still white and they're still not going to do it. Either you want justice for everybody, or you want justice for everybody. I don't think a race thing is an issue. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I don't think it should fall on these. You know, a. Uh, uh, a fucking cornerback or a defensive lineman. I'm saying that marquee players, you know, the reason why the NBA... You don't think there are enough black marquee players to do it? Give me a player that if they said something publicly about this, that he'll get a job. It's quicker quicker than if Aaron Rodgers said you think Russell Wilson saying something is going to get him in it? Well, you know, me and Sierra. No, but... <laughs> we I, love Colin. I think that... <laughs> that was my Tiger Woods, too. That's horrible. I, put that raining? on the ice tea Is list. it raining? Oh, don't start. You brought it up, not me. So if I start, if I start the impersonation, nope. it's on you. Nope. Get your face. face but the there's enough. I think that there are enough black. There are enough black players in the league mm. to where you don't even have to get all eighty, all of the eighty-five percent. But if a quarter of those guys say, "Look, y'all need to figure this shit out and get this man back in the league," fuck, fuck losing the game check. Even if they just go to the NFL front office and they say, look, y'all need to make this happen. I don't think they've done that. The reality of it is these niggas can't even get their personal contracts handled with a demand like that. So it has to be from the up top. It has to be, it has to be from something above that. If it's not, if it's not motherfucking Brady or Aaron Rodgers, it has to be one of those 32 team owners to be able to say that. Because a player can yell, a player can yell as much as they want to. Look, if Aaron Rodgers said, yo, make him my backup. I'm going to tell you the honest to God truth. Mm. And after that, we can back up off of this and move to the next conversation. We gotta go after this. What? Okay. Well, my thing with it is if you want to hurt the owners, you have to hurt their pockets. 
This is the Tupac shit. But you can sit here and knock but, at the door. But that's a, you that's, can sit here and knock at the door and say, easier, hey, y'all. But that's easier said than done, man. Man. That's easier said than done. Anytime, no, anytime. Yeah, it fucking is. He, dog. Yo, anytime you're talking about a holdout, billionaires can last longer than millionaires anytime. And that's why when you look at all this bullshit that's coming up with these contracts, where you got like like uh, Jerry Jones talking about, oh, I, got, I wish I could pay Zeke. Like, you don't have to pay Zeke because you got it. You got it into the players. Killer Mike is right, Preach. Uh, what'd he say? We got to be willing to do without here. But that's easier said than I understand done. that. That's easier said I, than but, done. But that's just the harsh reality of it. I mean, Regardless of it, whether it's easier said than done than not, we're still looking at a situation where we're going to have to go through extremes in order to get what we want from these people. Thinking about, thinking about these game checks... Thinking about oh well, this guy has to this guy has to be able to make the car note on his Rolls Royce in order for. And I mean, just because, no, fuck all that. Just if because, want, just because they're you, rich, just because they're rich, don't mean I'm we not should be saying, loaded. I, yeah. I'm not trivializing that, but the point is, the point is, from any standpoint of the revolution, if you really want change. You're gonna have to strap up to get it. But that's the thing about it is that this you're not gonna get it. But this, this you're not gonna get it by being polite. But this is the thing I'm saying about it is that when I hear the word revolution, you can't have revolution without guns, and that's and that's that's just me on the the real level of it. Like like, there's no revolution without guns. Now now what Colin did might be you know in the breath of revolutionary. It might be in the breath of being something that's extremely noble, but but if there's no guns and niggas willing to die, turn, it's not it's not it's not a revolution. And, and even in saying that, because I guess there's some hyperbole there. But in the context of the conversation, unless these players are willing to go, unless anybody who wants to see this guy back in the league is willing to do something to break the machine, Colin Kaepernick's not getting back in the league. I think he'll be back this season. How much you want to bet? We better. We steak. can come back to this. We'll be back. Better steak dinner. I bet you. I get you a steak. Okay. All right. Get you a steak. But nah. I think. I it's think, not gonna happen. I think he'll at least get a tryout somewhere. A tryout is not making the team. Well, he'll he'll okay. I'll give you. I'll give you this. He'll be a backup or a third string before the season. How much over. you want to bet? Especially I steak dinner, nigga. Especially That's what said. nah. Especially when we're saying. Especially when we're saying that because he had the opportunity to go to the Ravens. And he told the Ravens that he didn't want to be a backup. He wanted the opportunity to be a starter. He didn't want to get paid less than $10 million a year. So there's that. I mean, I don't, I don't know all the nuances of that, but I think it also might fall into place about what we talk about with his, what his grievances was in the NFL. Because I think that if you look at a situation where, based on his tenure and his ability, if they're basically saying, you can't have all of a sudden the NFL say, oh, we're going to pay you way below market value. So niggas can't be like, oh, well, he had an offer, but if it was way below market value, I, I trust him, follow him on that shit too. That's why the NFL had to pay him, whatever the settlement was. So my thing is, my thing is, I don't think the backup thing was the issue. I think the I think the issue might have been these niggas is trying to get you dirt dirt cheap below market value. So my thing is, I feel like, but with all this shit going on, he'll get on a he'll get on a roster this year. I promise you that. I gotta decide where I want the steak from. Man, look, I drop it on the floor and wipe my bowels on it before you eat it. But nah, nah, he'll get he'll get. I think he'll get on the team before this season is I seriously doubt it. All right, well. Either that or my other my other play 
You make him the president of the players' union. If you elect him for the president, that's of the not going to happen either. I think that'd be the most amazing shit ever. I don't know what the nuances have to be with that shit. I don't know if you have to be a current player or not. It's not. But I happen. think that shit would be fucking incredible. Not gonna happen. I think that'd be incredible. Not gonna happen. All right. Well, I wouldn't be surprised at this point to not see Colin Kaepernick associated with the NFL at any point in his career again. That's impossible because they're they're outside they're, of outside of the conversation. No way. Maybe maybe for the sake of maybe Jay will bring him in to spearhead the social aspect of whatever the case may be. But in terms as a as a professional athlete in the NFL, he's cooked. I don't think so. And he's definitely too much of a lightning rod to be part of the NFL. I don't, PA. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think this is why Jay is in there to kind of absorb these hits. And I think that when the season starts. I think I think it'll be less of a headache. I I really and truly believe that because I I really I really and truly believe that I feel like the NFL is so big it can't lose, and so I feel like if Jay absorbs all these hits right now and Roger Goodell's like God damn and nobody talking shit about us because all the argument is Jay versus Cap, like this is the best shield that they've had in years. This is the best shield they've had in years, and so I feel like at some point in time. Cat will be back this season. I I feel like that. I feel like I feel like he'll be back this season somewhere, I, and I don't think it'll be a situation where you know it's something where it's just going to be you know ceremonial where it's a team that can't do nothing. I'm like, man, when you got motherfuckers going to Nathan Peterman or you got motherfuckers dragging in motherfucking forty year old motherfuckers to to, to be we a lost, second or third string. I we know. lost two quarterbacks in uh-huh. a week. Uh-huh. I think, and we went and got Josh McCown. I think he's not coming back in the league. I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back. And and I feel like I feel like now if the NFL can get through all of this, I think he'll be back. But I think you're asking the wrong question. I think you're asking the wrong question. I think the system. I, 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 I think, think the system. I think the. I think the play. Uh, uh, I think it's the wrong question. The question is, if he gives back, now what? And that's the question that needs to be asked. And I got to go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Negro League Podcast. Go by the name Preach Shakers. We are sponsored by Mo Better Soul Clothing. Go to MoBetterSoul.BigCartel.com. Enter the code NEGRO to save 10%. I got to go to a Raconteurs concert. Motherfucking dope as shit. Shout out to Jack White. Uh, I think that's about it. I think by the time you guys hear this, I have some new music out. And I think I'll put the new music on the end of this podcast. Talk to you motherfuckers soon. Shout out to the homie Bobby. What's your motherfucking Instagram shit? Don't even matter. Fuck y'all. All right, you can find <laughs> you can find him at Don't Even Matter at Don't Even Matter Fuck Y'all on Instagram. That's the name of this episode. Don't even matter. Fuck y'all. Shout out to everybody that's out there. Thank y'all for listening to the Negro League podcast. Yeah.